Comics in the combat zone. Comics in the combat zone. Usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light tubes. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Comics in the Combat Zone. Talking about CZW, they said it couldn't be done, which happened June 25th, 2000. I couldn't find out where this is. The, the website I checked said Sewell, New Jersey, uh, but at the Champ Soccer Arena. And this clearly was not in an arena at all. Uh, so I'm not sure, actually, Ben. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, it looks like it takes place at, like, it, it's, it's it looks like a rally. Like, it looks like <laughs> a weird rally, like someone's private property. Definitely. So there's no laws. Um, because you know they people were telling them you you can't do this. This it cannot be done. Cannot be done. Yeah. So and and this uh, for context, we would find out pretty early in the show was meant to be their first pay per view, uh, but I believe this was not being sold for pay per view. Probably for their better. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot. <laughs> I think there is a lot more involved legally when you start charging your pay per view. So I don't know. Yeah, it's very. It was very strange. But I feel like they'd spent the money because it. It looked the best it's looked. The audio was good as well coming into it. Like, but I mean, also with the location, though, it simultaneously looked like their most expensive show and also their cheapest show. It was, a, <laughs> it was an incredible balancing act. It was a great visual, though. I like the outside show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It Look, cool. it's like, yeah, let's do this. It's like when, you, when you're scared of a horror movie in the day, you know it's scary. So, like, <laughs> when you see these guys getting beaten up in the day, you're like, oh, they're really getting beaten up. And, and there's no mats or anything, but it is clearly on, like, a field. So, it's just grass surrounding the ring. Yeah, it, look, it looks like a swamp. Yeah, which they have just covered in broken glass throughout this episode. Uh, but we open with the classic green background, which I remember they did on Cage of Death. Uh, and then they just stop doing. And the first image we see on this show, it just says with a green background, Pastor Jim interview. And I was like, all right, well, we're back in this shit right away. Yeah, I mean, I was coming in on a high knowing that it was only an hour 46 and also coming off the back of their, you know, the the famous two-star show Two that they just, have, just had. Um, but yeah, immediately I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I had the exact same thought. So when we come to the ring, oh yeah, I just I said all that. And so Pastor Jim rolls up like in a car. Like he just drives basically <laughs> next God. to the ring yeah. and jumps out of the car and then gets in the ring saying he's the one who had the pay-per-view shut down. So once again, he's just the symbol of like, I don't know if it's the religious right or just anyone who censors anything. Yeah, it's cool though because he's dressed as like Ali G, dressed as a pastor. It's a very, <laughs> very odd getup that he's in. Uh, but yeah, he's like, I canceled it. And I was like, oh. Um, all right okay fair enough i don't know like i don't know what they're doing with this guy i don't know what his angle it like w what he's doing yeah he even says after today extreme wrestling will be dead in new jersey like this is how much power this guy has and then all of a sudden rob hardtog walks out with just the loser divorce dad energy as high as ever and he's just handing out photos and he's telling people this is what pastor jim does in his spare time and I couldn't really get a good view of the photo. Did you see what was on it? Yeah, so it, like the enforcer, as he's known, um, <laughs> it, he's handing out pictures and he's going, this guy's a loser. Look what he does in his spare time. And it's Pastor Jim with like a scantily clad sexy girl. And I'm like, everyone in this audience isn't going to be like, that makes him a loser, bro. <laughs> like they're going to be like, that makes him cool as hell, actually. And he does look cool with it. Like it's, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop vibes. Um, <laughs> well, that sure. is weird. I mean, I'm glad they didn't do like a him with a kid angle or something. Yeah, they just weird. But you th the gay joke was right there for CZW. You know, I feel like... True, yeah, I don't... want to turn a guy heel. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like it was odd that Ron was... And like Ron's like, here's what cool guys do. And it's just him by himself, I guess. Like <laughs> just wearing a full suit, just being like, I, lo I love being by myself and I'm cool with that. <laughs> and Rob gets in the ring and he says, you ain't no preacher, you're a pimp and a lowlife. And I was just like, all right, now this, now we have two losers arguing with each other. The ring looked gigantic, by the way, I thought. And yeah. And something else we didn't mention is the, there's no ring ropes. It's three edges of the ring are covered in barbed wire. And then the edge facing the camera just has no no ropes at all. Like it's yeah, just it's very like, strange. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd not really seen that before. Very weird. And it's like very bad. It looks like it's on a waterbed. Like the way it's moving, I'm like, this is so rickety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then randomly, Hardtog just hits Jim with a spear and then out of nowhere lights his pants on fire. <laughs> like he pulls out lighter fluid and literally lights his pants on fire, forcing Jim to remove him. And I think that was the humiliation. He was pointless. Yeah. So we get our hard cut. And then we see the graphic, Zandig versus Lobo. 
And I was like, okay, here we go. This is an opener. Yeah, definitely. I think what's what's cool as well watching it is that now we've had an episode with commentary. There's that bit of tension in me where I'm like, are they going to have commentary? Mm-hmm. Are they? Because you can see the commentary table as well. They are there. Well, you when you said the audio was good, I was like, other than one thing, is that the commentary's mic- microphones clearly weren't working. Yeah, you can't you can't hear them. So you There's can't no... hear them, but they're they're commentating the whole time, and the camera would later on cut to the commentary table constantly, and they're just talking into mics as if the mics are on, and you just can't hear them. It's, yeah, it's so weird. It is very strange. I didn't know if they'd recorded commentary and just not added it or whatever, but I was just like. That's a shame that they've taken that step down. It again. feels like when you do a podcast and then you go to listen back to it and it just wasn't recording and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> we almost know what that was like after last week's episode. But, almost. You know, but luckily we pulled it pulled it out anyway. Bit of magic editing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was very strange. But yeah, I saw that graphic come up and I was like, hell yeah. Here we go. Here we go, boys. So Zandig enters first wearing not his classic jeans, but black pants with the banana yellow vest making he a return. so sick. <laughs> and, and you just hear fireworks going off, but because it's the middle of the day, you can't see them. So yeah. it's just the noise of fireworks <laughs> being lit up. There's a lot of strange noises in this show that don't... I, I'm like, I think they're pyro, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I don't think that's a good idea in what might be dry, <laughs> dry, <laughs> yeah. dry uh, like land. So no, they just fucked this field up. I hope it is someone's property because they left it covered with glass and weapons. Yeah, and, like, and just fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> and a ring. <laughs> They're just like, fuck it. Yeah, well, let's just go. So Zandig, he, first he comes out and cuts a promo on someone named Larry Sharp, who I assume is someone who probably put the kibosh on their pay-per-view idea. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts cut, cutting a promo, this is America. Like He's like Randy Marsh. Uh, he's going for the whole censorship. He's like, whoa, CCW is like Warner Bros. What if they censored Warner Bros? We wouldn't stand for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very strange because I also, I was watching this, you know, not many days, not too many days removed from Thanksgiving as well. So I'm like, oh, this is what America is all about. It's <laughs> Thanksgiving and now the Zandig going, one, you wouldn't, they if they censored cartoons. It's like, bro, you can't compare CZW to like, I mean, I don't think it should be censored. It should be allowed. But also you can't compare it to like, tom and jerry or like it really is a bad faith argument like i'm a big howard stern fan and he'd do this sometimes where he'd act like they were just being ridiculous for even suggesting it might have been out of bounds but yeah then he was doing insane shit and you're sort of like well i get why they're mad i don't agree with them but at yeah. the same time like <laughs> it's the same it's, it's that's the same thing with it's always the same with the slippery slope fallacy where someone's like oh they need us to wear seat belts what's next i need a license to get into bed and you're like <laughs> no like one one is reasonable and one is not. Like, there's no slippery slope there, and there's no slippery slope with them going after CZW. What's next? Warner Brothers. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what's next. Well, he does say this is all entertainment. We're in sports entertainment, and who knows? The WWF, ECW, they could be next. And I'm pretty sure ECW had plenty, both these companies had plenty of issues with censorship. Yeah. They just had the money to get out of it. Yeah, it's also, yeah, it's great. It, and also, with what comes next, him being like, this is just entertainment. You know, this is like fun. This is like, should enjoy this. You're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm sure you're going to put on a show that doesn't all lead into the bad aspects of CZW. Yeah, child-friendly entertainment on the way. And so Lobo sneaks in like mid-promo as Zandig's trashing him, and he's got a bundle of light tubes and just cracks Zandig in the head with it to begin the match. Light tubes are now a fixture of CZW. I think they've realized how cool they look when they explode. And pretty much every match in this like has had light tubes involved with it. Yeah. Also, uh, Zandig also says "fuck Onita," so yeah. I guess he pulled out of the match. Oh I yeah. I guess he didn't accept. <laughs> he accepted the challenge and then went. The challenge is too big, uh, and then pulled out because he's like "fuck Onita." And then there's like a dude in the crowd that Zandig's definitely paid to go to come and be like, "CZW is the greatest wrestling brand <laughs> in the world." Uh, Onita's fucking shit. He's an amateur. He's garbage. And anyone who disses CZW, they're trash. And he's like, you've definitely paid this guy to show up and say that. Yeah, he probably gave him like what Onita was meant to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, something tells me we are not going to see Onita or Terry Funk in this company, at least in the next decade. No. Um, so yeah, Lobo starts with this brutal light tube shot. And they do look brutal. I mean, light tubes. And you know they're not removing that like poison shit in the middle. So it's no. almost like double trouble. <laughs> and he's wearing an ECW shirt. Because he's doing this whole anti-CZW gimmick, you know. Uh, and then a random... And then the shirt guy, the fan, starts uh, cheering for him. And then Lobo... Rem- you know the guy that he's been in the thing with? With the, the guy who gets, gets kicked out for 
wearing wrestling shirts from other companies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that guy is, like, cheering him on because he's got an ECW <laughs> shirt. And then Lobo takes the shirt off and throws it at him and gives him the middle finger. Uh, they're teasing bar- whips into the barbed wire, but they keep blocking it or whatever. Then they do some basic wrestling until finally Lobo's whipped into the wire, and then it explodes. <laughs> I had no idea this was an exploding barbed wire death I No, I had no idea. <laughs> I genuinely had no idea. Like I was like, why is there no rope on the other side like what is going on here and then he goes into it and it explodes and you're like whoa holy shit and then immediately after like lobo basically no sells it and then zandig runs at him on the side with no wire and lobo back body drops him outside through a barbed wire table that just happened to be there i didn't even notice it no and it also explodes it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so right away this is like holy shit (laughs) yeah the crowd chanting czw and i'm like yeah this is great and again, Xandix is back to his feet in seconds. These are like like the guy took a hip toss. Like he yeah. just gets right back up. Like this didn't happen almost. And then he just hits Lobo in the head with a chair. And it was so brutal of a, a chair shot. I'm like, I would almost rather take the barbed wire explosion. <laughs> like, because that's just an immediate concussion. Yeah. Uh, back in the ring, Lobo just gets whipped into the other side for another explosion. Uh, and then once again, basically no sells it. He gets Xandix on his shoulders and does a running Death Valley driver off the ring through another table and it doesn't explode and part of me i'm like i'm like that would almost be worse because they're laying in the table trapped and in knowing that like maybe an explosion yeah they don't off. know yeah they don't know what maybe it should have it's very strange yeah, it's like a like, dud almost yeah is it gonna is it gonna pop off in my eye i don't know and lobo lifts another five tube light bundle and just destroys it on zandig's back then the t-shirt guy enters the ring this is the first time, and I always knew he looked like a wrestler. He's like a big guy. Uh, and he just plants Lobo with this high choke slam and then puts Zandig on top of him for the win at 6 minutes and 19 seconds. I've written here fun while it lasted. Yeah, very. I mean, this sort of match is the, if you imagine in your head, illegal backyard wrestling. Like, this is what it looks like in your head. This is Like, what light tubes. It's, it's outside in the day. There's, yeah. like, things exploding. Like, it feels illegal. Like the, the only difference is these are like fully grown men, and one of them's clearly on steroids, as opposed to like fifteen-year-old kids. Yeah, like yeah. Emulate Mick Foley or whatever. Yeah, but this is just like this is the most typical. Like, yeah, I can see why some people were maybe like, I don't agree with it, but they were like, yeah, this is this is fucked. not great. Yeah, <laughs> they said it couldn't be done, and it, they should not have done it. <laughs> they should not have proved them wrong. So then the shirt guy, who, by the way, I've written here, he looks like sort of like an out-of-shape Zandig, if you're trying to put a like a view to the guy. Like, just a big beer belly and sort of flabby. He's wearing a shirt. And then Zandig just, like, elbows him in the head, and he falls out of the ring onto the broken barbed wire table. Like, it looked like just a brutal landing for yeah, this guy. Yeah, that barbed wire is going to be rusty and nasty. And then Zandig cuts a promo, I think, showing respect. It was sort of was tough to... Uh, Tough to hear it. Before turning on Lobo once again and throwing him through the wire once again. So once, like, again, once again, Lobo ends up as just the loser here at the end of the segment who just gets the shit kicked out of him. Then we cut to our next match a Fans Bring the Weapon Battle Royal. I was excited about this. Yeah. Just the name of that match. I'm like, here we go. Yeah, I missed that bit. So... When it started to, uh, when other, I was like, why are there so many other wrestlers joining? I was like, and then I had to Google it and go, oh, it's a battle royale. But I missed that. But I thought it was just midnight. And at least they said battle royale instead. I remember the second show where they just called it a CZW Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though this was Royal Rumble rules, sort of like guys were just coming in at random intervals. It felt like it almost felt like the timekeeper lost his stopwatch, so they were just sending guys whenever it got boring. Yeah, it's very strange. And also the ropes are back, so we're just back to a normal wrestling ring. Sort of strange. Uh, and yeah, Midnight, or, or sorry, the the nameplate reads Midnight, but he's like, I'm Gabe Knight when the guy calls him Midnight. He's out first, and he's drinking, and he looks bloated and like out of shape, even more so than the last time we saw him. Yeah, he looks like washed up Chris Angel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like mind free, like very, like he's got like a weird leather, leather pants on, which won't feel good because that'll be a humid as fuck place no um and his shirt is like weird like see-through secret i was like this what is going on with this guy he's not dressed appropriately and then the same music keeps playing like it's just battle royal music not anyone's entrance music and then john Dahmer comes out so Dahmer attacks and the match begins but knight gets control then natasha comes out in like 20 seconds and i'm like is she an entrant or are they just continuing the feud apparently she's an entrant she does the her one spot of low blowing Dahmer and ddting him but then Dahmer just no sells it he gets back up spine busters her and then throws her over the top rope 
So I guess that's an elimination. No no rules were ever yeah. <laughs> given I, here. Yeah, so she gets taken out. I was like, oh, progressive. Nice. Yeah, maybe she – nope, straight away she's gone. <laughs> and then Gabe's back on offense as Jesse Drive enters the ring. If you remember the hate club guy from a couple shows ago. Yeah. Who he, we never actually saw wrestle. Yeah, and they're wearing, like, hate club shirts now, I think. So mm-hmm. A couple of them are wearing hate club. It's like – it's a H and then it's an eight ball. Which hasn't isn't really in the theme, I guess, but it's it just says eight. Yeah. Can, uh, it's probably because they love cocaine. Yeah, and hate spe- it spells hate thingy. I was like, they just thought that's cool to spell H <laughs> eight, but yeah. okay, cocaine. Yeah, fair Maybe, enough. Maybe yeah. And again, Jesse Drive, he is massive, especially for this roster. He's like a big boy, uh, and he starts attacking both. And Ed O'Mac, the commentator slash manager, is out there sort of managing. Um, yeah, I just have written here. This guy looks huge. Uh, random men just begin entering <laughs> like two guys at a time. I don't even know their names. This scrawny guy in black jeans, who I think is we find out at the end is Johnny Blaze. If you remember him, famously feuded with Dewey Donovan. Yeah, uh, th- I, this is like a full clusterfuck. This is like what inspires the modern day GCW. They call it the clusterfuck battle royal. Like this is just no rhyme, no reason. Yeah, and I didn't even know it was a battle royale until I googled it. So I was like, "What is going on with this match?" Like, <laughs> there's what? not even weapons in the ring too, and it's a fans bring the weapon. It was yeah. just, it was weird. At, at some point, the bar who is back on ringside just gets dragged into the ring and is assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I what's going on here? I expected to see like a guy on fire, like from Anchorman. Yeah, and there's no one yelling "use the dildo," so I didn't even know it was a fan brings the weapons <laughs> match. <laughs> Uh, the announcer starts calling names as they're entering, but I can't hear them at all. Outside, Jesse Gorilla presses and just throws the J- Johnny Blaze onto, like, a bunch of empty chairs that the fans sort of got out of the way. The fans then just start throwing in the weapons when they start getting upset that no one's using them. So you see a bowling pin go right by this guy's head, like, almost it's some, just like a glass bottle, like a beer bottle. Let's hope that's a... Uh a subtle reference to the return of kingpins. Yeah, yeah. They're maybe. laying Easter eggs for us. It probably just was a kingpin who's just watching the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. He's like, please let me back into that <laughs> sand dig. And so Johnny Blaze gets on the top rope and then dives to the outside onto Jesse Drive, essentially eliminating himself from this top rope elimination match. Just is so stupid. Uh, Gabe and Dahmer are still in uh, by the end when Gabe finally eliminates John. The final two is like this. I, I don't know his name. Oh, I looked it up. It's Rockin' Rebel. <laughs> uh, but he looks like it's an 80s name, and he looks like sort of like an 80s Adonis guy. Like he's got the long uh, brown hair. He's got the steroid body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he doesn't look like he belongs here at all. And so I'm like, oh, finally, they're going to put Gabriel Knight over. Like, because this is, it seems like a match designed for him to win. Instead, the 80s guy low bridges him over the top rope and wins this whole debacle at 8 minutes and 31 seconds. This was shit. This yeah, was I didn't know who that was. No. Like Rock, I've never heard this guy. I was like, why is he winning this match? Um, yeah, and like I said, to be fair, I didn't know it was a battle royale uh, <laughs> for half of it. So I was like, this is chaos. What's going on? But when I did, I was still like, this is chaos. Yes. Uh, and not very fun. And then Nick Burke comes out. And he's still selling, like, the beatdown he took on the last show. Like, he's doing it almost like a new character now who's, like, concussed and disoriented and doesn't really know where he is or what he's doing. Yeah. So he decides just to hit this guy in the head with a chair and then dive to the outside on him. And then the bell rings. So we get Nick Burke versus this uh, and rebel guy who's just won the Battle Royal. This was all just fucking stupid, I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the guy quickly takes over with chair shots on his own. Uh, and then he he's got, like... I don't know how you describe it. It's for anyone who's worked in the kitchen. It's like the sh- the shit catcher underneath the grill that catches all the food that falls. Yeah, it's just a big metal sheet, and then he just cracks it over his head, uh, throws him back in, and this fan throws like a bucket that just wings by Nick Burke's head. Like, <laughs> it nearly just hit him in the head, and it's just a, a plastic like white bucket. Burke is bleeding already. He puts in a submission as chant as you can hear children chanting. Fuck him up, softcore, fuck him up. I'm like, where did this baby face turn come from? <laughs> yeah, very strange. I mean, the chorus of children, and it, they always are chanting the same things in unison. It's weird. And it's very uncomfortable at points because <laughs> they start to chant some not very nice things. Um, and I'm like, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. They have a chop exchange before Burke is just flatly back body drop onto chairs. And then he gets back up to try to get him in. And then he's just back body dropped onto grass. 
And the thud on the grass is so hard, I almost feel like it would be worse than the chairs in a sense. Like yeah, at least the chairs break your fall a bit. Yeah, definitely. And there's a couple of botches coming up where I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> the 80s guy sets up a table. That's what I had written here before I knew his name. Just a guy from the 80s. Uh, and then he hits Burke in really brutally with a chair shot to the head. Goes to the top rope, but then he's quickly Death Valley drivered through the table off the top rope, but it was so close to a botch. Like, it felt like Burke slipped as he was jumping. Yeah. And I'm like, man, with a Death Valley driver where it's impact on the neck, like, if you just get that wrong by a second, you could just murder a guy. Uh, but this gets Nick Burke the win at 3 minutes and 37 seconds, and then he just sort of walks away disoriented, like, keeping this new gimmick going. Very strange. I don't know. I, I sort of like this new Nick Burke just because I didn't really like the other one, but the whole thing is weird. Yeah, and it does seem like it maybe does signal the end of the softcore connection, which is a shame. Yeah. We would j- literally just start to like them as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, like maybe he's doing his own thing. I mean, it's better than the ultraviolet t-shirt man, so who knows? Let's see yeah. how it goes. But yeah, very... Also, ju- yeah, just very strange. The Battle Royale into that was like, why... Who, what? Yeah. L- luckily, this whole segment, though, went like less than 12 minutes, like both of those matches. Yeah. So I will say. Uh, we get our hard cut, and then we get Rick Blade versus Trent Acid, the graphic on there, which I'm like, that rules. This should be good, hopefully. Uh, the Backseat Boys come out, and they're pushing Burke back and back towards the ring, sort of being like, what are you doing here, boy, man? And then Acid gets the mic, and him and Johnny ask where Burke's going, and he just leaves again. So, yeah, this was really like, I feel like them and uh, Dewey are still going to be aligned. But I don't know if they'll be called the softcore connection because that's Nick Burke's thing. <laughs> yeah, just end of an era, innit? Just like the when the shield broke up. <laughs> yeah, it's much I don't like know what happened when <laughs> the shield broke up. Yeah. <laughs> but just like when the shield broke up. What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. So Dewey Donovan comes out with a green blazer and a suitcase that says do the do on it. Yeah, which I don't know what came first. Mountain Dew, did Mountain Dew have that? <laughs> or uh, is CZW actually the originator of all good things? Well, and his blazer is like Mountain Dew colored, so it almost feels like he won a contest or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to go that Dewey Donovan came up with it and Mountain Dew were like, that's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. And Acid opens with a promo saying, I don't want to hear this the term homo and I don't want to hear the F slur. Uh, or you'll miss out on the best-looking trio in pro wrestling. And then in unison, all the children just start chanting the F-slur. Yeah, really like, uncomfortable. Jesus Christ, like, what are we <laughs> yeah. watching? Yeah, it's like children of the corn go homophobic. Like, it's very strange. <laughs> so where are their parents at? Yeah, like, what? Uh, the, yeah, I guess they're wrestling. <laughs> and like, then, Trent is their dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then in the suitcase, Dewey just has this contract, and he states that this, this contract says... They don't have to defend their tag belts tonight. I'm like, what kind of contract is that? Also, as if CZW, the most unbelievable thing about that, CZW does not have any contracts. There's no one signed any paperwork in this wrestling company. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rick Blade's music hits as the camera pans to the commentary. Because wow. they're they're just trying to fill time with how long this bow at the bow is. And this is the first <laughs> time you see the commentary's mics just aren't working at all. <laughs> so yeah, and they are like, what? I can't see him. <laughs> like, what's go- what's going on? <laughs> uh, Rick Blade appears with a correctly spelt nameplate. I was like, that's so much better than the last time they used nameplates, where they were just misspelling like the yeah. names of the wrestlers. And he cuts a promo on them, saying they may not have to defend their tag titles, but Acid will give him a rematch for that junior heavyweight title. So we get the match. Uh, Acid's taunting early. Uh, he says an American Pie reference where he tells Shorty to suck me beautiful. I had to look that up. I was like, where is that from? American Pie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. I do, I do, yeah, we'll do a special episode on American Pie links to CZW. That'll be the first Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be off the, They said it could not be done. <laughs> uh, and would you believe it? These guys just started reversing. Uh, reversing <laughs> moves. Uh, like, I swear I've seen this sequence like 50 times in the last like month. Uh, back in the ring, Blade hits a missile drop kick. Trent actually is great at selling. I will say that. Like, he understands that you're meant to sell. Maybe yeah. it's just because I saw guys getting exploded a second ago w- without selling it that I noticed. But Yeah, definitely 100%. Trent is, is a really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, in the, in the scheme of CZW. Uh, 
Dewey lowers the ring rope, allowing Blade to fall out, and then the guys are just openly triple-teaming him in front of the ref. And that's when I spot Hat Guy in the front here. He drove out to wherever the fuck this backyard is, and he's just in full, like, uh, weird-colored shirt and hat. It might be his backyard. I feel like the amount of matches he goes to, <laughs> like, he's famous in all of them. He's a bit like Tommy Wiseau, and, like, no one knows where his wealth has come from. He's mm-hmm. just got very... He's very wealthy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Asset, there's, like, a garbage skip, like... Just a thing like construction workers toss wood in, you know what I mean? Like a big. So Acid climbs to the top of that and then does a moonsault off of it. Not with his ass out, just a regular moonsault. No, not yet. Uh, and then they get back in the ring and he hits a missile drop kick of his own. And then Johnny Cashmere just gets in the ring and they hit this cool, like, double team move on Blade. I'm like, I guess no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Shorty's on the apron and then Acid is, like, gyrating his hips towards her, like Rick Rude would. Uh, and then he's just hung up on the top rope by Shorty. She goes to hit Alita Camrana, but botches it brutally and like yeah. lands on her neck and i was like really like oh man that that looked awful there's actually not that many chance of you fucked up either there's like a couple of people but you'd expect no, them to go it was go one in. of the ones where people like were like oh fuck she might have actually yeah. broken her neck yeah yeah it was very it was unfortunate that she fucked it because mm-hmm. like it was cool to see but yeah it's really bad <laughs> really brutal so blade luckily improvises with a flipping springboard leg drop which looked really nice and then they do another reverse off. I think they're just, like, improvising here. Uh, it did look smooth, though. Uh, Blade grabs a table, sets it out uh, outside, and then upon entering the, the ring, Acid runs and puts on puts him on the apron. Blade joins him to the top, and then Acid hits a disgusting, like, blue thunder bomb off the apron through the table. Uh, like, really high angle, where he's basically taking it on his necks and, neck and shoulders. But it also looked great. I yeah. Mean, uh, Hardtog begins a count out. Which I'm like, what the fuck? When have they ever done a count out in CCW? But this was all just to set, set up Dewey Donovan sneaking in, and he just hits him in the head with a briefcase. <laughs> and, and I'm like, why are they doing a ref bump when we, they've just already been triple teaming them in front of the ref to like no punishment at all? Um, Blade gets hung up on the top rope when Acid hits a reverse Splash Mountain face buster for a near fall. And then Acid teases the moonsault. And I have mm. written here, I'm in a bar watching this, by the way. I, I was in Hull over the weekend and nice. just watched this over a beer. Yeah. So I was, like, making sure no one was looking over my shoulder, seeing yeah. this guy, like, pull his ass out. <laughs> You'd rather be like, I'm, I am watching porn. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching porn instead of CZW. <laughs> and then the, but it gets, he totally misses the, the moonsault here. And then they go back to the top rope. Acid goes for a Frankensteiner, but it's thrown off and then dives uh, and he catches Rick Blade in a powerbomb in midair onto a chair. This looked insane. Pretty sick. They yeah. were really, like, pu- putting up the heat here. Then instead of pinning, Blade grabs another table and sets it up outside. Uh, Dewey, and Dewey Donovan and Cashmere hold him for Acid to do a chair shot. But whenever anyone holds anyone for a move in CZW, you know they're going to get you know hit in the head coming. with a chair. <laughs> this allows Blade to lay Acid onto the table and then climb to the top of this big truck that I assume they, like, moved the ring to. <laughs> with it here yeah and he hits a flawless swanton bomb other than the fact that the table does not break it's just like like holy fuck yeah he yeah he i think it looks quite bad like he falls on the floor well like he hits he like a swanton is just you're hitting your basically the back of your neck yeah, on the guy's stomach but yeah the impact is his tailbone and his legs on smashing the, fl- the ground yeah it's br- it's really bad like i think it's really bad because then i don't know why he didn't go for a leg drop just yeah just do your crane kick or whatever or because because then he just gets right up and then everyone's like do it again and i'm like no <laughs> no don't don't do it again like don't do it again but i was like again 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 i'm like bro get yourself checked out before you jump <laughs> off again and then out of nowhere he, like he looks like he's gonna go do it again and then justice Payne and just in case grab shorty and just take her to the ring which obviously distracts rick blade uh, they make their patented table ramp and just superplex her through it. <laughs> that is, I'm actually, I'm, I was, I was fully admit, I was a former hater of the angled table, but it, it's pretty cool. Like as a thing, as like a, a thing, thing that they do. Yeah, it's like pretty cool. Like a fair play. Like they set it up and you like know what's coming. Like mm-hmm. you need those little things. Yeah, and so they make. Uh, after this blade, he gets cut off for making the save as Justice Payne is almost like teasing he's going to sexually assault Shorty and they're making Rick Blade watch. <laughs> yes, it is a bit weird. When Nick Mondo makes the save, and I saw, I loved all this. I thought yeah. this was, other than like just a bullshit finish to the match, but I guess they can go back to Acid and Blade after this. 
Uh, and the match just goes in no contest at 17 minutes and 13 seconds as Blade, like, carries this damaged shorty as he's, like, crying. You can see him crying. Yeah, he's in pain and, like... Carrying Ma- her to the back. Yeah, Max Max there as well. Max Max bald now, so he looks like American American History double XL. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, like, bald. Like, he shaved off his hair. It's mad. Well, he uh, looks like the guy that drives the actual big fat guy from American History X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, it was. I thought it was a really good match, really fun match. Apart from the, you know, like there's a couple of really brutal botches in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's but fun. Yeah, that's you know, but it, but it was good fun. Like there was what I expect from those two high caliber, top tier, best wrestlers in the world belonging to CZW for sure. Totally. So Mondo just remains in the ring uh, as people are clearing like the broken tables and stuff out of the way. And then Hate Club minus Wife Beater surround the ring, and they're <laughs> almost like attempting to intimidate Mondo. But then Justice Payne gets in the ring, and the bell rings. And I'm like, this is awesome. Sick Nick Mondo versus Justice Payne, uh, which sounds like it should be a good match on paper. Starts fast with Mondo on offense. He's throwing Justice Payne outside, dives right away. Justice Payne takes advantage outside with a chair shot, and then he slams Mondo into a truck. But then Mondo, back on offense, suplexes him on the grass. You can tell these two two guys aren't afraid of, like, hurting each other. Like, no. they're laying in everything. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, uh, emotions they're avoiding by doing harm to each other, for <laughs> sure. Because they're really going for it. Yeah. Back in the ring, Mondo grabs the ladder and then just throws it at Justice Payne in the ring. And it, like, bounces off of his head. And I'm like, there's no way to fake that. <laughs> yeah. Threw a ladder at a guy. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes to springboard in, but then Justice Payne... Throws the ladder right back at Adam in midair, and it just looks awful. Um, he follows it with a flat DDT to Mondo on the ladder, and then Mondo rolls outside as Justice Payne just hits a basic senton. They each bump on empty audience chairs. They're just clearing the audience and then throwing each other, each other into it, which is just classic CZW at this point. In the ring, Justice Payne gets an ear fall with a lion salt, and then he sets up a ladder in the corner. Mondo reverses and back bodies Justice Payne onto it, but he almost like misses and takes it all on his like tailbone and legs. It, yeah, it's brutal. It looked awful. Justice Payne is laid on top of the ladder, and Mondo tries to do a splash, but Justice Payne moves, so he just flatly splashes a ladder, which again just looks brutal. These guys are like brutalizing each other. Yeah. And it almost feels like they might be setting up a ladder match, which I think I would love to see. On I'd love to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mondo sets up another table in the ring and leans. Uh, Wait. Oh, yeah, he leans Justice Payne over it, sorry. Uh, and he does his patented guillotine leg drop, but it, the table is keeping him up as opposed to, like, him holding himself up. So it looks great. It's a way better spot with a table, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really liked it. He then sets up a ladder, and both guys climb to the top, which is always a spot I hate when they're not actually going for a title. It's like, oh, these two guys just organically decide to climb a ladder. That's what <laughs> you're doing, wrestling, bro. <laughs> and so Justice Payne hits a superplex flat to Nick Mondo off the ladder, follows it up with a powerbomb attempt, but Mondo counters with a flipping air raid crash, then sets Justice Payne up on the ladder, but Justice Payne moves once again as Mondo just moonsaults flatly onto a ladder. This guy was just like, okay, I'll take all the bumps, I guess. Yeah, let's get, let's fucking go. Just in case, makes another table ramp as Justice Payne hits his patented German suplex this time off the top rope through the table ramp at 9 minutes and 59 seconds. Really good match, I thought. Yeah, yeah, really a lot of fun to watch, for sure. And then Just In Case throws Mondo out of the ring like a sack of shit, and they celebrate the ring. Ed O'Mac and Smack Mac are in the ring. Uh, and they get in this audience member's face, and it almost looked real for a second, like Smack Mac wanted to fight him. And then we just get our hard cut before we see, like, the <laughs> Yeah, end. we see the end of that. <laughs> and then the graphic comes up, and I got excited for this one. Wife Beater versus Nick Gage. Yeah, that is... Uh, yeah, because I wasn't... I don't, I, I don't know if they'd said it or whatever, but I wasn't expecting it. I didn't remember this was going to be a match if it had been mentioned. So I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be this and it's the main event as well so like this is gonna be brutal yeah this feels big time for sure yeah i was ready for some blood and then like i was thinking that if it was just a normal match but then it shows the ring and there's a hundred light tubes like around all the ropes it's like a barbed wire match but just you might have seen this visual before we're just light tubes spaced evenly apart all around the ring taped to the ring ropes just like in wrestling heaven (laughs) (laughs) so i was like this is fucked um, the commentators, I can sort of hear them, even though their mics aren't on, but they're saying it's the innovator of the weed whacker versus the innovator of the staple gun. And we'll see if we see those here. And this is the only match where they have tarps lazily set up outside the glass. I, I assume, or sorry, outside the ring. I assume just to catch glass. 
But, but I'm like, you're sort of late. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I I think because they're expecting a lot more. But yeah, it's barely. It's not like it's breaking a fall though. It's just no. a tarp. Yeah, it's a tarp, and like, what what is that meant to do? Like, <laughs> yeah. you just collect it. You, yeah, like this isn't going to help. Like, the audience aren't protected or anything. Like, this is going to go <laughs> flying. Yeah. So wife beaters up first, uh, and he comes out with his big Japan uh, tag team belt. And some tubes, I like, they left some tubes strategically not taped up so the camera could get a clear view in the ring. I'm like, wow, someone, someone thought ahead. Yeah, someone, they, we've got a real RT, a real auteur directing behind the camera, uh, CZW. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nick Gage just appears, like, literally through the crowd. It's almost like a dickhead at a concert just pushing his way to the front. And this audience member, like, gets scared and gets out of the way, and Nick Gage just pushes one of them from behind. Yeah, I I would be scared if yeah. I saw him coming from... I'm like, he's going to light tube my face. So we get the start of this match. Uh, both men grab tubes to start, almost like a sword fight, and they're, like, sizing each other up, and then they hit each other at the exact same time. And that really, like, sets the tone for what this match is going to be. These guys are so aggressive and violent and just don't give a fuck for the other one's well-being throughout this whole thing. This is that it is awesome that Zandig started the show by being like, this is just entertainment. Like, this is, <laughs> this is with like, what's next? One from the cartoon. Like, I can't believe they're coming after us. Small bean, non-violent CZW. And then these <laughs> dudes are just fucking cut. Like, Wife Pete is literally like trying to rip open Nick Gage's head with the like broken end of a light tube. Like yeah, and you it can is... tell he's really doing it because yeah. the tube's breaking as he like pushes it into yeah, yeah. his head. And then when it's too small that he can't do, he just puts the rest of it on his head and punches it to yeah, break it's, it. It's absolutely obscene, but it looks sick. Yeah, it's really great. And then he follows it up with his patented second rope nut punch. Uh, <laughs> and then he lays like three tubes on top of Nick Gage's head, sort of crisscross, and just stomps them. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, that yeah, you know that bit in American History X where he curbs, like, he does that with light tubes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then Wife Beater sets up tubes on the ground, like two or three of them, and then but Gage reverses and hits a Saito suplex just straight through the tubes. Uh, and then he takes starts taking his own tube shots, and he just keeps pulling them one by one and breaking them. And the last one, he does like a baseball swing, like across the guy's face. It looked yeah, like he's it, fucked. These guys are like, I mean, Nick Mondo, like Mondo and um, Justice Payne. But these guys are like the next level of just like we're gonna obliterate each other. Like this is well, Gage's shirt literally says the future of hardcore wrestling. Yeah, and like, and I guess so, bro. Wife beat is just in his jeans, obviously, so you know he's ready for a fight. <laughs> Yeah, so Gage throws one at Wife Beater, and then he catches it, only for Gage to hit a roaring elbow, breaking it in his face again. Then he sets up three tubes on the ground, hits a flat brain buster onto them onto Wife Beater, sets up two more, but Wife Beater reverses this time, power slamming Nick Gage on them. The ring is just so covered in glass. Like, it's insane. You yeah. Can, you can hear when they just walk around, glass is, like, breaking under their feet. Yeah, it's very crunchy, and, like, you, you can see they're both just a covered in blood at this point mm -hmm. wife beater grabs it was either like a thumbtack bat or a barbed wire bat i couldn't quite see and just starts assaulting gage with it he puts it in between his legs and leg drops it he follows with a gorilla press and he i liked what he was going for he was just trying to throw him against the ring against the tubes but none of the tubes broke so it sort of looked like anticlimactic uh, but what can you do i guess wife beater is bleeding at this point so aggressively from his back from his yeah. shoulder from his chest like you don't even see where the blood's coming from. He's more red than like skin colored. Yeah, he looks like Deadpool. <laughs> like both, both in the suit and out of the suit. It's fucked. Yeah. And outside, Gage cuts him off with a light tube to the head. Then he opts for a chair shot to the head. Then a fan just tosses him like a wet floor sign from like a restaurant. <laughs> so he hits him in the head with that. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Uh, wife beater is also like he gets slammed onto the grass. So now his his bloody back is mixed with like dirt and shit. And yeah, can't, like you can't even tell what's like blood or skin or dirt. It's so fucked. Yeah, it's absolutely. He looks like he's chasing down predator. You know, <laughs> like it's just so gnarly. Like, yeah, he just looks like he's in camo. Like it's gross. And I've written here like this must be the most painful shower of this guy's life coming up later. Like I couldn't imagine. Yeah, that's why he's you know drinks a bottle of Jack in the shower probably. Uh, Gage gets in the ring, and then Wife Beater gets on the apron, and Gage attempts to do a sunset flip powerbomb to the outside, but he just, I think he slips midway, and so Gage lands back first on a bunch of light tubes, and then Wife Beater, instead of getting powerbomb, just lands on him. So this looked like just awful for Nick Gage. 
Uh, but then he ma- maintains control as if he hit the move anyway, and then he just starts hitting Wife Beater with more light tubes. Uh, I wonder how much these light tubes cost. Do you think they'd put, like, a bulk order in? And we're like, let's just get as many as possible. No, I think they're lifted, like, from manufacturing. I know, Zandig feels like he knows someone who works in manufacturing. <laughs> and he's just like, bro, can you give us some light tubes? But he's like, I don't... There's no yeah. way they have enough money to buy all those light tubes and all those tables and all the, and all this shit. Like, where... I feel like it's more likely, like, one of his buddy's warehouse businesses yeah. went out of sale or out of business, and he's like, well, I'll give you this much that's money why for he start- all the tubes. Yeah, that's why he started a wrestling company. <laughs> they were like, w- like, his eyes were scanning, like, <laughs> tables, chairs, like, I know what I can do with all this. <laughs> so, Wife Peter gets control with a reverse back body drop just into a pile of tubes laid in the corner. This looked just insane. All of a sudden, as Wife Peter's pr- putting boots to him, you hear a weed whacker. Like, you don't know where it is, but obviously Smack Mac has started up and he hands it to him. So Wife Beater lays, like, three or four tubes on top of Gage and then immediately weed whacks the tubes and they break instantly. Like, yeah. You, you can tell it's, like, a real weed whacker. It's so fucked. Um, and then, like, Gage is writhing around and Wife Beater just throws the, the weed whacker down to the ground, which is, is sort of like, it's almost like kayfabe breaking whenever they bring this out because they have to be so careful with it. Yeah. And, and then not just, like, continue using it when the guy's down. It's like a one and done. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because you know, it's like a super weapon. Like, it needs to break like you're in Zelda or something. Like, you need, you know, you can only <laughs> use it once, and then you need to look after it. Yeah, yeah that's a great call. Uh, it's the Goron sword of CZW wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then he throws it down, but grabs, like, a window that's just, like, playing. Again, for our warehouse theory, this totally fits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like a f- window with a frame, like, two, two uh, panes of glass. Uh, and Gage gets control with a flat DDT to the tubes. Then he himself sets the window in the corner. And does a running power bomb, like buckle bomb, through this window in the turnbuckles. Uh, crowd's just going insane here. And it's like Wife Beater is literally bleeding more than I was just saying a minute ago by like 50%. Like, it's disgusting. It's like worrisome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like the end of Evil Dead. Like, he is just is just pouring out of him. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is not, he's more glass than man at this point. <laughs> like, he's Robocop. Like, it's insane. Uh, Gage then grabs a table in the ring, and then he puts on, like, a barbed wire boxing glove, like most is that gives to Homer Simpson in that one episode, and he just punches him in the head with it. Yeah, there's a couple of dead rising ass weapons in this. Like, at one point, <laughs> Wife Beater hits him with, like, just a crutch that's wrapped in barbed wire, and I'm like, I'm sure I made that in Dead Rising 2. Like, it's insane. Like, just, I mean, in- ingenious, I guess. You just take any object that's a stick and just wrap it in barbed wire, and there you go. You've got a wrestling weapon. Yeah. And then Gage lays Wife Beater on the table, puts, like, four light tubes on top of him, then hits his flawless frog splash through the tubes, through Wife Beater, through the table for the clean win here at 13 minutes and 52 seconds. This is one of the most violent matches I have ever seen. Yeah, they really, like, if this is the challenge that Onita accepted, I can see why he pulled out. Like, <laughs> I've sure. watched Tournaments of Death in the past. I'm like, this was, like, insane. Yeah, it's because ju- it's just constant and, like, light tubes the way they cut you up like um, because it's like will burst into like little shards of glass and stuff like that's gonna give you a lot of little cuts which means the blood's gonna be it, like so much there's gonna be so much of it and they're just hacking each other there's barbed wire everywhere thankfully there are some tarps so they're safe <laughs> you know they've not done too much damage you know god god forbid no tarps um but yeah it's, it is also awesome like this is the because there's like moves in it as well to be fair like mate puts totally it, puts it apart from like the pondo and like rotten or whatever like you know those sh- matches that were just just like doing shit to Gratuitous each other yeah like just gratuitous no moves nothing whereas this is actual moves there's power bombs there's all that's frog splashes so it's a good match you know it's gross but it's like you're like this is czw like this for is, sure i expected a lot more of this early on you know uh, and i guess they had to find their it's like comedians finding their voice you know yeah they yeah this is their light style. tubes <laughs> they <laughs> had to find all their light tubes and light, the, light tubes definitely changed the game for this oh company. yeah 100 percent um so you'd think there'd be some sort of respect between these guys but literally gage gets up and as wife beater is just laid there like a corpse he just hits him in the head with another light tube, like That's directly so to his head. Yeah, it's awesome. That's what I want. Uh, and then he gets out of the ring. He grabs a fan's beer out of his hand and just chugs it as he walks to the back. Yeah, see, another Angman Adam Page cannot do a match like this. Don't forget about the Swerve Strickland one. This is the real violent one. <laughs> and also, he stole the drink of a fan's beer from Nick Gage as well. So everything comes from CZW, as we say. 
It is bullshit. You are correct. <laughs> uh, and the the fans, though, they do give respect. As Smack Mac comes out to check on Dead Wife Beater, and the fans start <laughs> chanting his name. Uh, and Smack Mac literally, like, soldier walks him to the back. He's just getting co- covered in blood yeah. and shit like that. Wife beaten, more like. <laughs> uh, but this is, yeah, just nuts. And the camera follows them walk all the way from the ring to, like, this back, like, makeshift uh, locker room that they created, I guess. Um and then it gives wife beater a chance to like cut a cut a promo, but he's just so fucked up, like he yeah, looks insane. And there's a bit where like he like leans his head down, and there's like a nail in his head. Yeah, that's what makes me think maybe that bat was like just nails on it. Or yeah, because there's like, a, but it's like it's in there. I'm like, how is that not touching his brain? Like it's 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 like wedged in there. And, and Smack Max like, this is what hardcore is all about. Like he's yeah. pointing to the nail. <laughs> yeah, and talking to Warner Brothers, it feels like in cartoons you'd pull that out and it, it's just head would start like leaking like wine glass, <laughs> like just pouring everywhere. Like it's insane. Yeah, no, it's so fucked. And then the interviewer tells wife Peter like, that's got to be the most hardcore match I've ever seen in my life. And he's just showing his body like up and down how fucked up he is. And then wife Peter as if as if none of that happened he's like oh yeah you think this is blood i'm about as bloody as your mom's tampon that's <laughs> like this guy sucks i always yeah. forget how much this guy sucks <laughs> yeah like like what like that doesn't make any sense like okay but then he says you know me and gage we're getting on a plane in eight hours to go to japan and i'm gonna make this look like finger painting yeah and i was like dude like this is post 9 11 i guess or sorry no pre yeah 9 yeah. 11 so i guess he might be able to get on a plane but I'm like, airport security today would just see this guy all fucked up and be like, you're, yeah, you're not traveling, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, how's he? I guess he's going to shout, like, he's going to have so many drinks at the airport. Like, that's <laughs> insane to get on a plane eight hours after that. You need, that's so wild. You must be so lightheaded that up in the air, like, with that much blood loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, like, is there a doctor on board? He's like, has he a heart, heart attack? No, look at his back. Like, he's got a nail in his head. We just need a doctor to look him over. That's like the famous Mick Foley story from his book is that he was on an airplane after a deathmatch tournament in Japan and he smelt like what smelt like cooked meat and he realized it was like these untreated burns on his right arm from like exploding deathmatches. Like these guys are fucked. Yeah. Uh, except at least Mick Foley, I'm pretty sure, made decent money from that, which I probably can't yeah, say. Yeah, he's in it. He's a fake. He's fake. Mm-hmm. Like these guys are in it for the love of the game. They, these are real wrestlers. I feel like Wife Feeder's payment for this was probably, hey, we're going to fly you to Japan tomorrow. Yeah, this is like you either get economy or you get slightly more leg room if you <laughs> win. Yeah, so we get our hard cut. And then Robbie Marino, uh, he says matches like that makes him glad he retired. He's with Nick Gage. And I'm like, okay, I guess he's retired. Then. Yeah, we found out why where he's gone. Yeah. Uh, and he says that match also earned you an Iron Man title match against Madman Pondo, which I guess we're going to see next. And he, I know we just sort of slated Pondo, but that is a match I want to see as well. I think that's going to be like... Oh, absurd. yeah. I mean, I think, to be fair, the problem with the Pondo and Rotten match was rotten like yeah, like was totally. actually rotten like pondo because pondo had that match af- like uh, a match after that that was actually decent with the one mitch page yeah 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 so he yeah he, pondo was not the problem with that match for sure yeah i totally agree then we get another cut as moreno is with ed O'Mac and justice Payne. justin justice Payne goes to cut a promo on revenge against gage but then Moreno cuts him off, and he's like, but what about what you did to Shorty? Which I'm like, it's nothing to do with what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. So then they mock Blade for crying, which I thought was like just classic heel tactic. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> you, hate, you hate to see it, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Justice Payne cuts a shit promo about how he's going to want to make her scream. It was just unfunny. And then he tells yeah. Nick Mondo, stay out of my way. Uh, and he also throws out the gauntlet, almost like an MJF type thing, where he's like, Rick Blade, if you want another match against me, you're going to have to go through all the members of Hate Club. So I guess that's going to be the Rick Blade sort of conquest. Uh, we get another hard cut here for our last promo of the night. And Moreno is with Johnny Blaze. And he's, he keeps saying, what's up to him? And Blaze almost, like, doesn't get what he's doing. Like, I, I didn't know this was, like, a racial thing. or like Yeah, p- uh, almost certainly. <laughs> And then he starts beginning a promo when Jesse Drive just shows up and starts, like, choking him, like, with his hand around yeah. his neck. It's very awkward and gets in his face. And then the uh, Blaze just sort of pushes him back, and Moreno gets in the middle and sort of plays Peacemaker. And I'm like, I guess we're also building the Johnny Blaze versus Jesse Drive here. Yeah, very strange. Uh, so that is the end of our show. Uh, our final assessment here. This is going to be shocking, but I'm going to give it a 2.75. What? I'm, 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 a, I'm going higher than the bar before 
Because this is an, a show that was under this two hours. This is score inflation, bro. we got to be careful. There's going to be I'm high- telling you. I Think about it, though. Because this is what I expected from the beginning with CCW. Production value was, uh, you know. Passable. Passable. Other than the commentary thing, I do take points off for that. Um, what? But if they'd had commentary, what would you give it a full seven? Per- possibly a three. I don't know. Oh, whoa. This is. I'm just saying. I, I love this. I love watching this card. I don't think it dragged. The, the ship parts were kept very short. I, I would say that the two matches, the Battle Royal and the Nick Burke thing. And the, and the Nick Burke thing wasn't terrible. It just was weird and sort of out of nowhere. Yeah. But that whole chunk was less than, like, 12 minutes. The Pastor Jim thing was sort of funny for what it was, even though it was shit. <laughs> and then every other match was great. Like, good to great. That that main event was insane. The opener yeah, it was. was really fun. The the Nick Mondo Justice Pain match was great. Rick Blade Trinacid was pretty great. So I, I just think this was good. I, I would love more matches like this. Maybe it's going to be a crash back down to earth next week, but for this one, I'll say 2.5. Maybe I am being a 2. bit crazy. 2.75. Th- that's... Uh, maybe I'm being a bit crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to say 1.5. Wow. Yeah. I, lower? You think it was not as good as last week? Yeah. No No way. That's the thing. I don't think it was... I don't think it was as good as last week. Not just the commentary, but I thought last week, like... Had so many great matches. It's not like the commentary was good last week. It, I think the commentary it just, it just was commentary. And yeah, that shows how important commentary is to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this. I, I, but I think there was definitely more duds. Like I enjoyed last week's more consistently. I think than than this one's. I thought the battle royale was really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was relatively short. But then also the matches that were good were like also. I don't know. Didn't didn't have as much room to breathe and whatever. And I guess that's the thing when it's hyper violent is they get they're like we can't do this for like twenty mm-hmm. minutes or like twelve minutes or whatever. Yeah, I think Gage and Wife Beater cracking ten minutes was insane. Yeah, yeah, they definitely should not have. Like um, that pace was just nuts that they kept. Yeah, so you know maybe if I'd seen more of Zandig in his banana vest, I would have given it a higher score. But yeah, I don't think it was as good as last week's. Um, but it's a rare disagreement with us. Usually, yeah, I'm leaving the show. This is the last episode. <laughs> of but I think I think to its credit, it is showing a little bit of consistency now. Because yes. like I think in the past we've been like, man, maybe they're on the up and up, and then the next week we've been like zero point zero. Yeah, the next yeah, one like, is the pyramid of hell. Yeah, this is absolutely trash. So I th- and I think there's a bit of consistency. They're like working out kinks and things. So it's still part of an upward swing, but I just don't think it was as good as last week. All right. Well, agree to disagree on that one. Uh, I hope I'm just I know I'm I'm excited for the next week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, so this has been the end of our episode. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jordan Ducharme at Funny Jordan D on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm Ben Stead at Pink Hoverboard on Instagram. And stay tuned. We'll be back with you next week. All right, that's a pod. <laughs>